3: Welcome to Webcrawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I am Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa
4: Stetton. Is there anyone else here? It's Maria, but I don't usually say my name at the beginning. Hi. I, I know, a- but I feel like we should. Oh, people, okay.
3: people want People want it. Yeah, people want more Maria all the time. Yeah. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shout outs, merchandise discounts. Uh, Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. And Erios has a hotline. We get so many amazing messages. We do. Crazy ones. And we will play them all on the Friday mini episodes. To call us, you can call
4: 626
3: Gorgeous. That's not
4: exactly how it goes, but whatever. <laughs> that's exactly it, how it goes.
3: It'll do. Melissa, do we have any new patrons?
5: We do. We have Luca L., Christopher E, Abigail R, Allison S.
3: Okay, that's really that's not me. That's weird.
5: It's there's two L's. Oh, okay. So Winter D, hmm. Debbie W, hmm. Kizzy M, and Marlene S. Those are wow. some great names. Kizzy, I like that. My
3: mom has a friend whose first name is Marlene and her last name starts with an S. I wonder if that's my mom's friend. I just it assume- must be. That's interesting. I'm really excited about our main story today. Should we get into it? I bet you are.
5: (laughs) I just realized why we're doing an episode on vampires, because you're obsessed
3: with True Blood. I was like, oh, it all makes sense now. (laughs) This is such an alley choice. It's not even funny. Uh, Melissa, what are we talking about today? Today,
5: we are talking about vampires. Hell yeah, baby. Vampires are creatures from folklore that subsist by feeding on the blood of the living. Most people associate vampires with Count Dracula, the blood-sucking subject of Bram Stoker's Dracula, which was published in 1897, but the history of vampires goes back long before that. Where did they come from? Why are people, especially Allie, obsessed with them? (laughs) What are modern vampires up to these days? Let's get get
3: into into it. it.
2: Vampires,
5: the stuff of nightmares, legends, and myths. They are a cultural phenomenon these days. Vampires, children of the night, the undead. Do you drink what? Yes, I do. Okay, so here's the origin of vampires. Vampiric entities have been recorded in most cultures. The term vampire was popularized in Western Europe during the 18th century. Cultures such as the Mesopotamians, Hebrews, ancient Greeks, Manipuri, and Romans had tales of demons and spirits, which are considered precursors to the modern vampires. But the folklore of the vampire originates almost exclusively from the 18th century Southeastern Europe. Hmm. In most cases, vampires are spirits of evil beings, suicide victims, or witches, but they can also be created by a malevolent spirit possessing a corpse or being bitten by a vampire. Whoa. Belief in vampires became so popular that in some areas it caused mass hysteria. And horniness. And horniness. <laughs> mass horniness. <laughs> and even public executions of people accused of being vampires. Oh, my God. Even government officials engaged in the hunting and staking of vampires. Mm. It's a real pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So the panic of vampires began with an outbreak of alleged vampire attacks in East Prussia in 1721, which is what 300 years ago,
3: girl. I don't know if
5: let's not even do it. One <laughs> famous case, the first to be officially recorded, involved the corpse of Peter Blagojevich. God bless you. He, thank you.
4: He died at oh, the age of sixteen. <laughs> Was that written in the doc?
3: No, that was just. I me, wish it, That it, me ripping. <laughs> we're
5: just, we're just improvising it a little, you know, big
4: one style. <laughs> Hell yeah!
5: <laughs> he died at the age of sixty-two, but allegedly returned after his death, asking his son for food. Whoa! And when the son refused, he was found dead the following day. Uh-oh. So Blagojevich supposedly returned and attacked some neighbors who died from loss of blood. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. So in Slavic and Chinese traditions, any corpse that was jumped over by an animal, particularly a dog or cat, was feared to become a vampire. Interesting. A body with a wound that had not been treated with boiling water was also at risk. Weird. Yeah. Cultural practices became widely used to prevent a recently deceased loved one from turning into a vampire. Like they would bury the corpse upside down. They would sever the tendons in the knees or place poppy seeds or sand on the ground at the gravesite. They wanted to keep the vampire occupied. So they had to count all of the grains. That's
3: interesting. Oh, we learned that with another, it was like something, another episode we did about how demons, you would put rice on the rice on the yeah because demons can't cross a threshold where there's rice because they would have to count every grain or something yeah
5: because they have adhd yeah (laughs) (laughs) so chinese narratives say that if a vampire came across a sack of rice it would have to count every grain yeah so that's where that came from
3: yeah okay so what are some characteristics of vampires uh, the main characteristics of vampires is that, obviously, they drink human blood using sharp fangs, uh, killing their victims, and then, if they want to, turning them into other vampires. They mostly hunt at night because sunlight weakens them. Some of them can morph into bats or wolves. They have super strength and often have a hypnotic, sensual effect on their victims. They Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, they can't see their reflection they have no shadow and they have to be invited into a home in order to go in so some of the vampire lore where did the garlic stake through the heart um, and all those kinds of things come from so the garlic porphyria it's called or vampire disease could be the reason for this it can cause photosensitivity or skin blisters when exposed to sunlight, as well as receding gums. Garlic contains chemicals that exacerbate the symptoms of this disease.
5: So I was reading that this disease, it's like a group of diseases that, like if you have receding gums and your skin is like really light and sensitive, that's that's maybe a theory on where whoa, vampires came from. Maybe, yeah. People having this disease, yeah.
3: Stay through the heart. It's the most common method of destroying vampires in Slavic culture. Ash was the common wood used in Russia and the Baltic states. Aspen was also used as it was believed that Christ's cross was made from Aspen. Also, okay, we didn't plan this, but we're recording this episode on Easter where (laughs) Jesus is risen from the dead and then vampires are also... People who are risen from the dead. It was not. We didn't plan it out this way, but make sure sense. Sure, we didn't. <laughs> was Jesus not to be not to be controversial? But was Jesus a vampire?
4: No, oh my God, I don't think he was okay. because he didn't come back in the flesh to suck people's blood.
5: Yeah, he didn't come back to life. Well, I don't know
4: enough about it. He rose from the dead. He didn't. He didn't walk around. He rose from the dead. They went to his grave. They went to his tomb, and he wasn't there. Oh, okay. Well, he went into he went into heaven. Is where he went.
3: Oh, that's where he went. Okay. Piercing the skin of the chest was a a way of deflating a vampire. That's an interesting.
4: Kissing? What it was that kissing the skin of the chest?
3: Pierce piercing. (laughs) Piercing wow. pier- <laughs> Maria is all horned up. Pier- piercing the skin of the chest was a way of deflating the vampire. This is similar to the practice of anti-vampire burial, where burying a sharp object with the corpse so that they could penetrate the skin if the body bloat sufficiently while transforming into a spirit.
5: That's gross.
3: But also a great tactic in case the body bloats. It just just pierces But
4: what's causing people to become vampires?
3: We'll get to that.
4: Okay. Or maybe we won't.
3: Okay. (laughs) I can't can't remember. Okay. Vampires in the Bible. This is interesting. Okay. So legends date back at least 4,000 years to the ancient Assyrians and Babylonians of Mesopotamia. Mesopotamians feared Lamatsu— Uh, who was a vicious demon goddess who preyed on humans. In Assyrian legend, Lamatsu, the daughter of the sky god Anu, would creep into a house at night and steal or kill babies, either in their cribs or in the womb. Oh, no. Yeah. Believers attributed some sudden infant death syndrome and miscarriage uh, to Lamatsu.
4: Oh,
3: that's interesting. Yeah. Oh,
4: my God. Is that why they call it Lamaz?
3: Oh, oh. <laughs> I wonder. La- Ma- La- oh, weird. Maybe because it's, it's doing breathing exercises, maybe to fight against this demon.
5: Oh, that's how do you Lamaze spell
4: Lamaz?
5: L-A-M-A-Z-E.
3: That doesn't sound right.
4: Yeah. No, that is right. But wow. Lamaz. the other one is L-A-M-A-S. Dr. Fernand Lamaze. Oh, mm. Well, He's but the, still. I like picked, our theory you know. better.
5: Maybe he was a vampire. True. We don't know.
3: We don't know. That was from How Stuff Works. And then another vampire in the Bible is Lilith. This is a legend from the 9th, 10th century uh, in a book called The Alphabet of Ben-Serah. It says, the Midrash explains this by saying that the first woman was created as man's equal. And that she was called Lilith. So that even before Eve, before Eve, Lilith was created and she was equal to Adam. The two first human beings argued because Lilith wanted to be on top during sex. (laughs) What? Yeah. And when Adam would not agree, claiming that she was lesser than him, she renounced God and renounced Adam and abandoned him at the Garden of Eden. Oh, damn.
4: Yeah. So then Eve, so then where did Eve come from? So then God was like, okay, well, I'll just, g- I'll get you one more. Yeah. Girl, don't, don't, don't mess this up. Don't fret. Yeah. So then he, so then God made Eve
3: out of Adam's rib so that she was like lesser than him.
4: Damn. Oh, and that's why they call it Lilith Fair. Yeah. Is that why they call it Lilith? Well, yeah, because they're saying they're equal to men because it's like all about feminism. Lilith
3: was like the first like badass like woman who was like, fuck you if you don't treat me equal. I'm getting out of here.
4: Can I ask one more question? Is what where did she go after she left the Garden of Eden? I'm about to tell you.
3: Uh, (laughs) In the Talmud, Lilith becomes not only a spirit of darkness, but also a figure of uncontrolled sexuality. According to this website, My Jewish Learning, which is now my favorite website, (laughs) the the Zohar, which is a mystical work from the 12th century Spain, says that Lilith was not only the first wife of Adam, but was also the first wife of Satan. I mean, the Kabbalah, after, after Lilith leaves the Garden of Eden, she takes on cosmic power. She is uh, a chaotic counterpart to the divine feminine presence and the bride of the infinite. So allegedly, after she leaves the Garden of Eden, she goes out and like defames God and becomes the first. Uh, she like marries Satan and becomes like a vampire, like the first vampire, where allegedly she kills. Oh. She starts like killing, killing people.
4: This is crazy because that means like Satan was like a feminist. Satan was like, yeah, yeah, be who you are. Yeah, babe. Wow. Satan is the (laughs) ultimate feminist.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Satan is the ultimate feminist. (laughs) And my Satan shirt on. Oh, yeah. yeah, Satan is a feminist. That should be our new shirt. Satan is a feminist. Yeah, that's a a good shirt.
5: That's a great shirt. (laughs)
3: <laughs> so Lilith's sexual spiritual link with the divine will only end when the Messiah comes and the brokenness of the world is mended. So apparently the fight between or the inequality between men and women will only be fixed when the Messiah comes.
4: Damn. Was Lilith the character in True Blood?
3: Yeah, but I
4: don't. I, I stopped watching um, after
3: the fourth season, so I don't really remember. After the okay. fourth season,
5: <laughs> I stopped watching after the eighth season. I don't. I, I wasn't really. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
3: I wasn't that into it. But also, apparently, she started like killing children because I think I think like oh. God and A- God wanted she and Adam to have children, and like she was like, "I'm not signing up for any of this bullshit." So then she like started killing kids or
4: something. I don't know.
3: Yeah, that makes mm. sense. But long story short, Satan and Lilith are tight. That's,
4: That's kind cool. of a cool couple. That's like yeah. a, a Kurt and Courtney type. kind
3: of Yeah, thing. it's like Bonnie and Clyde, Kurt and Courtney. Uh, yeah, like
4: Jen and Brad. Uh,
3: Sid and Nancy. Yeah.
5: <laughs> 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 All of them. Yeah. Like Marie and Craig. Like a Marie <laughs> and Craig type.
4: <laughs>
5: okay, so who is Dracula? It's thought that Bram Stoker named Count Dracula after Vila Dracula, also known as Vlad the Impaler. So Vlad Dracula was born in Transylvania in 1428. He ruled Wallachia, Romania off and on f- from 1456 to 1462.
3: I thought Transylvania was a fake place until like a few years ago. Uh,
5: same i didn't know because it was always in like looney tunes or whatever or yeah. like mm-hmm. so he this villa the ruler <laughs> <laughs> Transl- transylvania i want to suck your blah uh-huh. i should have got fangs <laughs> for this episode yeah, yeah. damn missed opportunity So this Vilad, the impaler guy, he earned his nickname because his favorite way to kill his enemies was to impale them on a wooden stake. Shit. And according to legend, Vilad Dracula enjoyed dining amidst his dying victims and dipping his bread in their blood. Ew.
4: But that's very, this was a real guy? Yeah.
5: In the blood of whose blood? His dying victims, people he would kill. He ruled Wallachia, Romania for about eight years.
4: Was he hot? I didn't Google a picture of him. I'll Google it. Mm, he looks a little wormy. He looks a little wormy to me. Mm, yeah. Well, there's no photographs because it was that long ago. But it was paintings. There's pain, he has a really yeah.
3: serious mustache. Yeah. I'm not so, so into it. So I
5: thought that this guy was like the inspiration for Dracula because his name was Vila Dracula. Yeah. And the blood thing came from him dipping his bread in the blood of his victims. Right. But Velod was described as a demented psychopath, a sadist, a gruesome murderer, and a masochist. He's a bad dude. Yeah. And then there was Mercy Brown. She was, I believe, 19. She's from Rhode Island. And after a bunch of her family members, including herself, died in the late 1800s to tuberculosis... The community blamed Mercy for their deaths, because at that time, it was common to blame several deaths in one family on the undead. So the bodies of each dead family member were often exhumed and searched for signs of vampirism. Whoa. When Mercy's body was exhumed and didn't display severe decay, which wasn't surprising because her body was placed in an above-ground vault during New England winter... The townspeople accused her of being a vampire and making her family sick. They're like, this girl is a vampire. Like, her body's not decaying. She's the one who killed her whole family. And they cut out her heart. They burned it. And then they fed the ashes to her sick brother. Oh. And then, not surprisingly, her brother died shortly thereafter.
4: Oh so that's my like God. a case of a
5: real person in the 1800s that they thought was like a real vampire.
4: Where was this? This was
5: in Rhode Island.
4: Oh my god!
5: Yeah, crazy.
4: That's like not that long ago. No, it's right around the corner. You know? Yeah.
3: So then there's these are these are more famous vampires. Uh, so then there's the Highgate va- the Highgate vampire. So in 1969, hordes of dead animals drained completely of all their blood and sporting neck wounds were found around Highgate Cemetery in London. People were convinced that it was a vampire, and grave robbers started digging up their graves, searching for the undead. Eventually, when nothing was found, the grave robbers stopped, as did randomly the animal drainings, and the cemetery started uh, closing itself at night. Jesus.
0: Weird.
5: Wait, wait, that was 19... 69? Yeah, that's like recently.
3: Oh god. That's like even closer than the 1800s. Yeah, that's correct. Good job, Maria. Next is Sava Savanovic. Sava Savanovic Sava uh was a Serbian vampire who lived in a mill and fed on travelers who approached the mill after dark. And uh even today the mayor of the town issued a statement um, about vampires. So this Sava Savanovic was a vampire in 1725. But the mayor today has issued a statement saying that like a vampire is loose in the town and like everyone needs to be careful. Uh, this is via, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, they like firmly believe in this. Uh this is via wow. Oddity. Wow. What a squirrel, a squirrel is so so close to my window. I just never seen like, wow. Okay, so. <laughs> Maybe it's
5: a vampire
3: squirrel. <laughs> it's just—it's the... coming to suck your blood. I just got to take a pic real quick. It's just being so cute. <laughs> oh, it's gone. Okay, so uh, this is via Oddity Central. People of Zoroji Village, where the mill is located, actually believe that their local vampire is real. They have no problem living near it, as Sivanovic hasn't hurt any of them for centuries, but now that his home has collapsed, the mill is no longer there, they fear that he might take revenge on them. People are worried. Everyone knows the legend of this vampire, and the thought that he is now homeless and looking for somewhere else and possibly other victims is terrifying to people. We are all frightened, Mayor miodrag Vujevic told the press. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like <laughs> legit scared oh god however I think that they're using this as like a tourist uh, ploy oh yeah yeah uh, then there's uh, Jure Grando from Istria, Croatia who died in 1656 he allegedly would knock on people's doors at night and mysteriously whoever's door he knocked on would die uh, the police mm. labeled him a strigon which is Croatian for vampire and um, Grando is important uh, because he is the first man in folklore to officially be labeled a vampire by, like, the police.
0: Oh. Whoa.
3: Yeah.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
2: To find out if it's right for you,
5: okay, so Elizabeth Bathory from 1560, she was labeled by the Guinness World Records as the most prolific female murderer. She was called the Blood Countess.
3: Whoa, I, that's crazy yeah. to be in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most prolific female murderer of all time.
5: What's her name again? Elizabeth Bathory. She would ki- she would torture and kill young maidens and then bathe in their blood to try to stay young. Oh my God! Damn! Yeah, she's ew. She's she, creepy as hell looking too. Would range from simple beatings and stabbings to piercing fingers and lips with iron nails or dousing them in freezing cold water and letting them die in the
3: snow. Yeah. That's cool as shit. We should do a mini episode on her. Yeah. We should look at Guinness Book of World Records and see, like, who's crazy. weird
5: shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. So there are a lot of people who claim to be vampires who have also committed murders. Mm. The first one I found is a guy named Rod Farrell. He was convinced that he was a 500-year-old vampire living in a 16-year-old boy's body. He called himself Visago, which is a character he created for himself after becoming obsessed with this role-playing game called Vampire the Masquerade. Boy. So growing up, (laughs) his mom had a fascination (laughs) with vampire culture, and she's the one who introduced him to the world of the undead by playing vampire video games, reading vampire books, and
3: watching vampire movies. His mom was probably so horny and from the Midwest or something. (laughs) he
5: started cutting himself and sucking his own blood at 15 he became the leader of his own small cult of teenagers that were partaking in vampire rituals they fed on each other's blood in the belief that it was the elixir of life and love
4: i'm sorry but like think of going to high school with those people you probably yeah they were like
5: the yeah i know there were some weird people in my high school that were for sure thought they were vampires.
4: Do you think that people like that deserve to get bullied? Well, <laughs>
5: I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no out loud, but shake my head yes in the Zoom.
3: I think I think they do deserve to get bullied.
4: I mean, that's yeah. just what a nerd. They're pale faces. Yeah. So this
5: kid, Rod. He initiated his friend Heather into his vampire cult at a cemetery. They cut each other and they sucked their blood. Ew. So this girl Heather mentioned that her dad was abusive. So Rod and his friend Scott went to her house to kill her dad. Oh my God. So Rod killed him with a crowbar while he was sleeping on the couch. And then he killed her mother as well. So in 1998, he pleaded guilty... He became the youngest person in the United States on death row. Whoa. But his sentence was later changed to life without parole because he was tried as like a 16 year old.
4: And also because he's he'll live forever. So that's the biggest (laughs) punishment of all. Right. So (laughs) then
5: that's true. Yeah. If you're a vampire,
3: you got to get life. Yeah. How do you how do you kill a vampire on death row? They would have to stake him.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Vampires on death. Now that's something to think about. Uh, (laughs) But then in 2016, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all juvenile killers with automatic life sentences must be resentenced. So this means that after 20 years behind bars, Rod Farrell could be let go. Do you think he's related to Will Farrell? Possible, hmm. so I looked him up. I was like, "Oh, is he?" Because it was 1998. Twenty years was 2018. So I looked it up, and as of February 2020, he's still in jail. But his lawyers argued that he should be released on parole, but nothing has come from that yet. So there's still he could be released. Uh, and then there's this guy named Richard Trenton Chase. He who is. You guys should Google him because
3: he is hot.
5: He looks like a vampire. Yeah. He's got that vampire face. I don't know what that means. But he's the vampire of Sacramento.
4: You're out of your mind. You don't <laughs> think he's... He is so
3: hot. He's got nice hair. He is so hot. I'm going to put so him as my killed, Zoom
5: background. Yeah, put it as your Zoom background. He killed and mutilated the bodies of six victims in Sacramento in the late 70s. He drank the blood of his victims after he killed them. He also tried to inject himself with rabbit blood. That's so weird. But he ended up being diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Well, that didn't work. So he was sentenced to life in prison. And his fellow inmates, who were like intimidated by him, and they were like, oh, he's violent and crazy, they... Um, Tried to persuade him to commit suicide. Oh my God. And it, eventually he did in 1980. He saved up his medication. And he took it all at once.
3: Well, so then he wasn't a legit vampire, but he did like blood.
5: No. I feel like all these people, these murderers who say they're vampires, are mostly mentally ill. They just murder. They're just murderers. And like being a vampire was like. Who like blood.
3: Um, then, then there's Daniel and uh, Manuela Ruda, a German couple uh, believed Satan told them to end their friend's life. They were self-proclaimed Satanists and vampires, married on the sixth day of the sixth month to signify the number of the beast. Ooh, Manuela sometimes slept in a coffin. She also had That's her cool. teeth removed <laughs> and animal fangs implanted oh. in their place. That's crazy. No. Their first forays into blood drinking took place with consensual volunteers at gatherings they attended in England and Scotland, often held in cemeteries or in old ruined buildings. They say they said, they said, they said, <laughs> they, <stayed. laughs> they said Satan told them to kill their friend. They stabbed him 66 times carved a pentagram in his stomach, and drank his blood. In 2002, they were both sentenced to psychiatric hospitals. Uh, Yeah. Daniel for 15 years, Manuela for 13. They were both freed in 2017. Manuela was given a new identity.
5: Yeah, I don't know what Daniel's up to, but they are out in the world.
3: Weird. So then, friend of the pod, David Ferrier. Um, how is that? His, how do you pronounce his last name? I think it's Ferrier. Ferrier. Whatever you know. Yeah, he well, he's cool. Um, in Dark Tourists, he actually goes and um, interviews some people like current day vampires. Yeah. And he also gets his own set of fangs at a fangsmith.
2: Who is yeah, someone, it's pretty
3: awesome. Yeah, who is someone who <laughs> makes uh, fangs for you. So he goes to New Orleans and he like visits like a, a clan of vampires. And it's this guy, well, he visits two different groups of vampires. One who it's like definitely a sexual thing where they like... yeah.
5: They have that one kid there who's, like... He looks really young, like a boy. They're, like, initiating.
3: Yeah, it's weird. Like, there's yeah. one who's, like, this couple, and they're married, and then they, like, take blood from this woman with, like, huge boobs. Yeah. They, like, prick her finger, and then they, like, kind of take the blood, but then they're mostly making out. And I'm like, this is a sex thing for you. <laughs> it feels like a lot of modern vampires. It's all very sexual. Yeah, it's like a sex thing. Um, yeah. And then... The other group is like a group of vampires who all live together in this house. And it's like a very diverse group of people. And um, this guy is like, I took vitamin B shots. I tried to be gluten free. I took a lot of medication and nothing worked for my lethargy uh, except for drinking blood of this 18 year old boy. So he had an
4: iron deficiency is what you say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is that... Would that help your iron
5: defi- if you drank blood? <laughs> Probably. <laughs>
3: Interesting. I should try that. Maria, you should get in touch with him.
5: So he would... Probe- i let him know
4: that there's
3: an easier way, that there's yeah, a pill. An easier, softer way. So he would just, like, he would cut the back of this young boy. He looked young. And yeah. then just, like, suck his blood a little bit and then, like, bandage it. He wasn't going crazy, and this guy was willing Um, but it was pretty strange. So according to the National Post, vampires are real and over 5,000 of them exist in the United States today. Uh, Discover Magazine says current vampires need blood, human or animal, or psychic energy from donors in order to feel healthy. So no, they don't live forever. They don't have special powers, but they adopt some of the superficial lore like coming out mostly at night, and they do drink the blood of other humans, claiming it gives them vital strength and health. Some claim that they are even unhealthy without it. Many state that if they don't feed regularly, they become agitated or depressed. Apparently, <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: so rare. You're addicted to blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, vampires operate differently in every state. In New Orleans, for example, uh, several vampires might live together in what they call a vampire house and report to a head vampire or vampire elder. Many vampires... Head vampire. Yeah. So (laughs) weird. Um, Most vampires today require that whomever they are feeding on conduct routine medical testing so as not to contract any diseases. um, You know, like...
5: Well, at least they're being safe.
3: Yeah. It's just so weird. That would yeah, be scary. to like go through the trouble. Yeah. I mean, like not to kink shame, but it's just bizarre. Like, is it a kink? That's a good question. Is this uh, just a kink?
5: Oh, y- yes. Well, so there's this, uh, this vampire court of Austin that I was reading about, like a modern day vampire group. This is a group of 60 awakened vampires. Sixty-ish in Austin. Every month they meet at their private club that's a fetish venue, about oh. fifteen minutes from Central Austin, where they hold official meetings before having drinks or doing a little BDSM on their sex floor. Whoa! What's a fetish
4: room? What a fetish? What? A fetish what is club? it? Club? Yeah. What's a fetish? It's quote? just a.
5: Club where you do, like, BDSM and fetishes. You go and, and there's, like,
4: certain rooms for certain things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I believe so. And then Fun. you just do horny stuff.
5: You do horny stuff. So these people in this <laughs> vampire court, they believe that if they do not feed on blood or if they spend too blo- too much time in the sun, they will become ill or even die. So the founders is this couple. They have a polyamorous relationship. And the husband has girlfriends whose blood he drinks. And so this interview in The Sun uh, talks to the founders and the guy says, they ask, so what is a typical day like for a polyamorous Texan vampire king? Logan says that he wakes up at about 6 p.m. just as the sun is about to set. He says, I'll eat breakfast then I'll go out and I'll check on my horses, goats, and my wolves. Then I'll do all the different things that I have to do for my business. I mostly work online or in a physical nightclub location or at my fetish club. If it's a weekend or an event night, I'll go out usually in all black, tailored three-piece three piece suit, and then I'll go out and I'll have a good time and I'll make sure all my friends are having a good time. If there's no event, I'll go off with Daly, which is his wife, and we'll go to lunch, watch a movie, or I'll go off with Ilona, which is his girlfriend, and we'll play video games We're big comic book nerds and big video game nerds. (laughs) Occasionally, we'll go out on our own on a night when we're feeling a little frisky. Maybe we'll go find some prey, as it were, whether that's just some cute young thing, male or female, any which way. We like traveling a lot. We go to Denver, New Orleans, L.A., Hawaii, Romania. To be honest, my day is probably just like anybody else's, except for sometimes I might be having a little more fun than them. Weirdo. So these, this vampire cult is more like a. That's more like a fetish
4: yeah. vampire
5: thing. That's I'm.
4: Stuff. I'm reading on Huffington Post about <laughs> um, <Not> the Co. <laughs> there's lifestyler vampires. They spell vampire with a y. Ooh. Like <laughs> and they are individuals who find empowerment in the archetype of the vampire mythology in real world. So they can be full time and their involvement ranges from dressing up as vampires to having a vampire philosophy to having a life path as a vampire. And sometimes it's they see it as a a lifestyle choice, not just a game, but they're different from role-playing vampires. So there's like the lifestyle are vampires and then the role players. And that's they take on the role of vampires pretending to be humans. And so then oh. they can like they go to conventions and stuff. And then there are black swans. Like Natalie Portman. Yeah. <laughs> and black swans are friends, lovers, supporters and those who understand the vampire culture yet do not identify fully as a vampire. So that would be like a uh, like a uh, what's her name from from Twilight? Kristen Chris her- Stewart Yeah, she would be like a a black swan because she's like, I'm not one of you yet, but I kind of like dig what you guys are up to. And maybe they feed on the black swan. They could for sure. And then there's a living vampire. And those are one step deeper than lifestylers or living vampires. Sorry, that's one step deeper than a lifestyler. They focus on living. The focus of living vampirism is the quest for immortality be it through technology, creating a legacy of their name or works or spiritual. Oh, wow.
5: So they just want to live forever. I'm kind of into that.
4: And then there are psychic vampires. Yeah. But there's just so many different kinds of vampires. Sorry, there's just sanguinarians or sanguines are individuals who identify with the need to drink human blood to balance or replenish their physical, spiritual, or mental oh, health wow. to get their life force energy. So they, those are, that's so crazy. That's like who David Ferrier visited.
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's
3: hybrids.
5: Like a Prius. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a Kesula, Both <laughs> penguin and psychic vampires.
5: But this guy, this physics professor at... The University of Central Florida wrote this paper saying that it's mathematically impossible for vampires to exist based on geometric progression. According to the paper, if the first vampire had appeared on January 1st, 1600, and if that once a month every victim turned into a vampire, and within two and a half years, the entire human population of the time
3: would have become vampires.
4: Does everyone turn into a vampire though? Isn't it sometimes they just die?
3: Yeah, I think sometimes you just drain them to death. It, like I think it's a choice, right? Yeah. In movies and TV, they they have to drain. They have to take their blood, and then the vamp, the existing vampire has to give the guy
4: some of their blood. Isn't it in the interview with the vampire isn't Kirsten Dunst? Like, kill me. Or something like that because she was made a vampire when she was really young.
3: Yeah, and she has to be Am I young. Am making that up? She has to be young forever.
4: But she doesn't want that anymore. So she's like. Yeah. There's
3: also a My Strange Addiction episode about a woman who drinks blood. Yeah. And it's, I, I actually can't watch it. It grosses me out so much. And she also doesn't check to see if the blood is healthy. So she like might get a disease. I don't, it's so gross.
5: She drinks so much blood. She just has like a container of it. And it shows her like she's drinking it with a, she's with a spoon or she's just, she drinks it all day long, like, like animal
3: blood. Yeah. Yeah. Like soup. It's disgusting. Oh, it's so gross. It, it, all those people in my strange addiction, every time they end up going to the doctor though, they're like always fine. I know. That's what's so weird. Like, there's this
5: one woman who was, like, eating a part of her couch. Yeah. Like, the stuffing in the couch. And they're, like, doctor's like, yeah, you should stop doing this, but, like,
3: everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like every time they get an x-ray and they've been eating, like, cement for 30 years, they're like, <laughs> <It's> uh, fine, <laughs> everything looks good, but, like, you probably yeah. should stop. Okay, so why are women attracted to vampires? Uh, Across cultures, women tend to prefer men with resources and men able to protect them and their potential offspring. As it turns out, vampires often represent exaggerated versions of the features women find attractive in real life. Mm. First off, immortality. Research often research on mate preferences shows that women are attracted to men uh, about their own age, but they often marry older. Uh, Being old and wrinkled is itself not attractive, but might uh, be a cue to accumulated wealth. So vampires have the advantage of being able to live forever, accumulating wealth and resources, but still being able to look young and hot. Mm -hmm. Then there's formidability. Uh, Beyond material wealth, women are also attracted to features that could help their mate protect them and their future offspring. So with their supernatural strength, uh, wisdom, ability to withstand any physical attack, etc., um, that might be attractive. They also like the nightlife. Vampires' active hours all occur <laughs> after dark, which is the best time to seduce women. Also, like I think it's just because they seem super romantic. Like I feel like they're super charming.
5: Yeah, that's I feel like that's one of the main reasons is that they're like charming and
4: they just know how to like caress. Yeah. You know, they're always like caressing like the in the nape of the neck and they're always going there. There. Yeah. You know, because they're trying to seduce yeah, right. so they can get your
3: blood, and the neck is an erogenous zone,
4: right? And they know that, and they and they they, they know. know they they, they know take what advantage of that.
3: The, <laughs> they the, know what they're doing. All the arteries are in like erogenous zones, like your neck, and then near your vajage, like on your thigh.
4: That's why death is so sexy.
3: <laughs> on that note,
4: um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> if you are if you are a vampire. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> or if you've tasted blood. Or Ooh, if you have you
5: tasted blood? Or if
3: you, like, know someone who thinks they're a vampire or you went to high school with, like, a group of people <laughs> who are vampires. <laughs> let us know. Melissa, where can people reach us?
5: You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at webcrawlerspod or we're on Reddit and we're on Facebook.
3: And uh, don't forget that... Satan is a feminist. Satan's a feminist. The original feminist. Satan is the original, Satan, feminist.
5: The original feminist. Satan the original
4: <laughs> feminist. Uh, I'm Alice. <laughs> I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm Maria bosucci <laughs> bascucci <Blast> Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.
0: And ERIO's original. Powered by ACAS.
1: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly.